So here we collaborate. We're not trying to fight with each other. There's no egos involved. That's why we do so well. That's why we have 43 straight weeks of profit. We do not have to pay Action Sports $1,000 for picks and information. You get information from us. So uh, we'll get first words from everybody, including Jason. Jason will be in the background of Seth's guy. But we'll get first words from everybody. Jason just went on a beautiful vacation where I'm sure a couple of dinners and Broadway tickets were paid by sports betting dollars. So we got Scott from the Northeast who gives us regional diversity, right? Because uh, companies and projects that have diversity make 43% more free cash flow than companies that don't. So he gives us regional diversity. Jason and Chad are young. Scott and I are old. So they give us youth energy and uh, youth diversity. Jason's from the Midwest. Chad's from the West Coast. He's over here in the West Coast of Maine. So we got regional diversity. We're getting different angles, different information. We can disagree with each other without being disagreeable. Chad's a football player. His, his uh, brother starting quarterback for your Oregon State Power Five Beavers. We're going to close to being bolt eligible. Uh, who knows how far they'll go this season. Again, they literally make the playoffs in a chaos at the end. All right, so we got Chad, Arena League football superstar, 26 yards a catch. Then we got Jason from the Midwest. All right, so we'll go first thoughts. We'll go around. We'll go Scott, Chad, and then Jason. So it's great to be here after, you know, two really, really good weeks for us. Um, satisfied, um, happy, yes. Satisfied, no, by far. You know, there's still work to be done. We, the Hawthorne effect was a great thing, way to get into this podcast and lay it out. So I'm looking forward to a 70% week. We're, we're in and around there the last two weeks are over it. So it's been great two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, can't two of the best weeks we've had all season back to back. Bankroll is sitting nice, nice and fat, um, you know, in a good place to be. It's, you know, definitely I feel like you know it allows you to kind of just think clearer and 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 really get get your picks. You know, when uh when you're up and you got you know extra bankroll, sometimes when you're down and stuff's hard and you get stressing and you start second guessing yourself out of wins and. You know, so we're in a good spot right now, man. With the success, I think it allows us to stay mentally clear and, and be able to, you know, pick, pick the right games. 100%, 100%. What are your thoughts, Jason? Yeah, excited for this week. Uh, I guess my only regret for traveling last week is I missed uh, a, a very successful uh, ESBC week. So uh, kudos to the, the guys here uh, for the picks. Uh, did get home just in time to capitalize on Monday night. So that, that was great. And uh, looking forward to, you know, this week uh, with 14 games on the board now that the bye weeks have started. Listen, you were in a great part of the country in Maine. So. That's right. I was uh, visiting Scott out in New England. <laughs> yes, the leaves are changing. It's a great part of the country to be in. And I remember a great mentor of mine I had, Mr. Harrington, he owned car dealerships all through Boston and New Hampshire, in Vermont. He's like, Josh, know the numbers and you will know everything, right? 
We get so ridiculed for our language here. <laughs> yeah, it's deserve so it as a hours, man. So it, I apply it to sports betting. All right. So first game we're going to look at tonight is going to be Thursday night football. Arizona Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins going against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're not going to have all their players, especially in the secondary. Uh, Arizona needs this game bad. With the depleted defenses, and uh, it seems like New Orleans is giving up a lot of points, even though Dennis Allen is supposed to be a defensive guy, uh, it's not working out right now. So give me the Arizona Cardinals on the money line over 44. We'll go uh, Scott, then Chad. Arizona is a hot team to watch right now. I mean, hopefully DeAndre Hopkins comes back and, and helps them out. But um, they've got to win a game here. And a Thursday night primetime game, I think this is the spot for them. Um, you know, New Orleans is playing a basically offensive ball right now. There's no defense involved with it. Right. Their, their weapons, I don't know if Michael Thomas wants to play football. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know about Javis Landry. So I agree with you, Josh. You went the, you went the under, right? Yeah, I went, I went yeah. over 44 because I think the defenses are tired. And then I think uh, Arizona by itself will make it over 44. Yeah, because, I think. Uh, yeah, Murray has a lot to prove. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins has a lot to prove. And, and, then, and uh, Anderson, so the Robbie Anderson is going to. And the other thing you got to realize, the last two years, Kyle has played better ball with DeAndre Hopkins on the field than off the field. So, um, yeah, I think Arizona is going to win at home. I think this is probably going to be the best Thursday night game you've, you've had in the last month. So give me the over in Arizona. Yeah, and, and the reason I like Robbie Anderson is because the air raid only has four plays. And a receiver just has to learn what his four patterns are on there, whether it's a man beater or a zone beater. So Robbie Anderson played a lot of years in the league. He has it. So DeAndre Hopkins, Andy Andre Hopkins thinks outside the box. So in the air raid, the quarterback and the receiver read the defense independent of each other. The way under DeAndre Hopkins' personality is, he's telling Kyler Murray, hey, man, this is zone. This is what I'm running. <laughs> right? So they got the good report, and they go, and they're thinking outside the box. You know, I was talking to Chad earlier. I was reading him some quotes for the Arizona Republic reading for this game, and they have zero respect for clean bear. So that's why he loses a lot of games late. This situation earlier in the season, new juice. Uh, I like to see him scoring a lot of points on New Orleans without Marshawn Lanamore and all the decisions. What do you think, Chad? You know, I'm with you guys. I, I mean, it's, it's about time Thursday night game's going to go over here. Um, I think New Orleans defense is really missing Sean Payton, and they've, you know, really been struggling. Um, you know, they back-to-back weeks against Seahawks and – who they play last week? The shootout over game. That's Cincinnati. New Orleans, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Back-to-back yeah. home games. Cincinnati, you know, um, they defense was up and down the field in those games. Seahawks and Cincinnati. I think Saints defense is not, not where it needs to be. I think Arizona will have enough success here offensively on them to get the home win. Um, yeah, I like, uh, I like the Cardinals here on the money line, and I like uh, – you know, over the 44 for sure. Over 44. All right. So that's Thursday night football. 
get our groove on with that. But it's funny, we, we haven't hit Monday Night Football 2-0, but we still ended up having great weeks regardless, all right? So Arizona, money line over 44. So, next game is Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Atlanta's been scoring a lot of phone points. Um, Cincinnati turned on the offense late. They like to keep it cool. They like to protect their defense. So, I like this game to go over as defenses get depleted because Atlanta can score the way New Orleans can score last week. Atlanta has a better offense in New Orleans right now. So I see them scoring and then Cincinnati turning on Jamar Chase and people late to get this game over. And regardless of who wins the game, I like Atlanta at seven. And if people start bending the Bengals late, I like it at seven and a half. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Scott. I like the over. I think these are two offensively uh, gifted teams. I think Cincinnati, I think Atlanta, you know, they play Tampa Bay. Um, you know, they came back against Tampa Bay to cover. They were down 21 nothing. But in this case, I'm going to go in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati found something last week in the last quarter, in the fourth quarter against New Orleans. I think Jamar Chase could have a, a huge game this week again. Um, I, I have Joe Burrow as my number one quarterback for this week overall. So I think he's gonna he's gonna throw for over 300 yards, and I think he's gonna throw for three or four touchdowns. So I, I like Cincinnati, and I like the over in this game. So we both like the over. Yeah, I like uh, Atlanta and my plus one Mariota. I like the way he's playing. I like the the offense they have, his decision making. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, right now this one's sitting what right at six and a half. Yeah, six and a half, uh, 47 and a half. Yeah, I'm definitely with you guys on the over. I think this game, I think both offenses are going to score here for sure. Definitely like that over a lot. Um, and then, yeah, I think I, I think I go, you know, I think this is going to be a tough game. Um, like I said, I, th I, th I think uh, Atlanta here, buying that point up to the plus seven, give me the touchdown. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I think the Falcons are are playing some some good ball right now. Um, you know, they 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 looked good last week. Um, got a good home win against the 49ers. Um, I think they got some confidence with that one, and you know, that's a good win. The 49ers are a really good team, so I mean, getting seven points here, I think um, that's just a little bit too much here. I think this can be, you know, a closer game. And I think Atlanta can cover that. So yeah, give me give me those Falcons plus the seven with the half point and over the 47 and a half. Yeah, and I think, too, that uh, San Francisco's a better defense than Cincinnati. Oh, by far. By For far. sure, yeah. So they scored 28 points on them, I think. Uh, and their kind of style travels, too. The, the plus one is good on the road, right? This is an easy read. RPO, you've been running that offense since you won the Heisman Trophy at Oregon. So the consensus pick is... The Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons, plus seven, over 47, and the Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this, this one. This never works for me. This never <laughs> works for me. <laughs> Scott, all right. 
next game is your Detroit Lions coming off of a bye. In uh, their horrible defense, they have the worst defense in the history of the NFL. Uh, uh, so that's why I like the over 49. Uh, Belichick uh, shut them down. He always shuts down golf. Uh, they've had two weeks, and Ben Johnson, the coordinator, is a genius. Adrian Rob tells us they've had two weeks to prepare. They're pissed they didn't score. So they will score on Cincinnati, on um, Dallas, I mean. Dallas has a good defense. Parkins will come, but they'll score. They'll score at least 20, 24 points. But Dallas will score more to get this over 49. 49 is a key number. So you want to get it at 49 or under if possible. Bet that now because we don't know how this is going to fly high. So give me the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, Montan Brown, Shift. All these guys coming back. They have a good offensive line. Their offensive line is going to be healthy. To score points on a good Dallas defense, I don't think they'll score more than 20, 24 points, but that'll be enough to get this game over the 49. So Detroit plus seven, over 49. We'll go Scott and Chad. So I'm with, I'm with you on Detroit. I think seven is a little too much. I'm going to go the under, and here's why. Dak hasn't played football in six weeks. He's, oh, he's going to be play. rusty. He's play. He's playing. He's been cleared. He's going to start. He's going to be rusty. He's not going to be the Dak of old in the first half. Dallas may struggle to score in the first half. They're going to have to run the ball effectively, To which teams have done that on Detroit over and over again. So right. Zeke, Zeke may play a big part in the first half. I just don't think these teams are going to score enough to get to the over 49. So I'm going to go under 49 and I'm going to go Detroit plus the seven. I think it's just way too much. Um, you know, they're putting a lot of faith in Dak and what he can do. So give me Detroit and give me the under. Detroit and the under. I'm thinking over just because uh, the Detroit defense has been so bad. Dan Campbell, who's an offensive guy, is making changes there. Uh, that doesn't speak well to uh, whatever the guy is, Glenn, uh, Aaron Glenn, defense coordinator there. Uh, Brad Holmes is on the clock, too, because they're saying that the only thing that's good is the offensive line because that Patricia knows offensive line play. That's why the Detroit offensive line is good. Everything else is horrible, especially on defense. Yeah. Uh, so very interesting. What do you think, Chad? Break another tie. But we do agree on Detroit. And I love I love Detroit plus seven at home here. Um, I think this can be a really competitive game down to the wire. And yeah, I think I I, I like the over forty nine in this one. Um, you know, I think that you know Dak will be inconsistent. I, I I feel that he will be rusty, but I think they'll be able to run the ball and they'll be able to score enough here. Um, I also think you gotta look at Dak. You know, maybe fumbling one or a pick six, something like that, with his rustiness. A mistake like that might allow this game to get over as well. Um, you know, so I think, you know, with with them going to, you know, be able, I think they'll be able to have success with the rusty Dak on that Lions defense. They'll be able to run the ball. And then I think a mistake from Dak here, um, I think, leads to Detroit to cover the seven. And I believe to go over the 49. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm going to think, too, it'll be interesting to see if they you get a deep ball to C.D. Lamb because nobody on Detroit can cover them. They're going to play some high safety and get deep, deep, deep. 
So the consensus pick is Detroit plus seven over 49. And with Scott being Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this one as the dissenter. That's in the center. I, I, al I also think that Dak is going to go to the tight end a, a little bit more than usual early in the game to, to get him his feet back on the ground again. So I'll watch that as well. Oh, 100%. Easy yeah. throws. Get yeah. him going. It'll be interesting if he runs, too. It'll be yeah, that will be, too. All right. Uh, next game is on a three-game losing streak against Bravel at Bravel's home. Indianapolis, the coach, uh, Frank Reich, uh, the total is 42. Uh, this is the second time they've played this year. Uh, for me, when I was thinking and I ended up deciding on this, I thought it's going to be kind of a statistics, right? We use business and financial comp uh, you know, topics and, and competencies and tools to predict these games. And I think this is a return to the mean. Can Bravel outcoached Frank Wright, who we all know was the reason uh, Nick Foles was able to win a Super Bowl with the Eagles was because of him, not Peterson, right? Peterson is well below 500 without Frank Wright. So I don't know if Bravel can beat him three times in a row, but I don't trust him. Indy is a untrustworthy football team. Like that untrustworthy family member who's late to the holiday dinners. You can't trust them on a money line situation. You have to do the points. So I like Indy plus three, and I like them over 42 because they this is the second time they've played, and Reich's an offensive coach, hasn't slept all week. He's obsessed by this game. I don't think he wants to let Brabel in the division beat him four times in a row. So give me the Indianapolis Colts plus three over 42. What do you guys think? I'm in full agreement with you. I, I, what I, I think happened last week is I heard on the radio today, Indianapolis decided to run a, a high-tempo offense this last week against Jacksonville. They scored 34 points. Right. So it worked. It worked against Jacksonville. Struggled to start. It worked against Jacksonville. Keep this in mind when you bet this game. If Indianapolis was to lose this game to Tennessee, they, they almost have no chance to win the division. Right. They've lost twice to Tennessee. They'd be one, three, and one in the division. The, the, their hopes would almost be gone. They would have to beat Tennessee the rest of the year by three full games. They're right. not going to do that. Guys, Tennessee is coming off the bye week here, though. Yeah, that's the other thing that, that gives me pause. That yeah. That's why, had... I mean, I was originally thinking Tennessee money line here. I don't want to be the Ruth Bader Ginsburg at the party, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's, okay, I, uh, so I'm going to attack this three sides. Right. Indy plus the three, Tennessee on the money line, over 42. Like, when this game's definitely going over. I definitely yeah. think this is going over. The last game should have went over. It barely stayed under. Um, so, I mean, definitely like a zigzag theory, you know, return to the mean type type game. This one's right. going to get up. 42 is too low for this game. Um but I don't know. I'm, I'm, oh, Tennessee at home, after, at home, off a of bye week. Give me the Tennessee money line here and over the 42. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Here's another, another thing to consider, Josh and Chad and, and Jason on this. I would bet you Vrabel called Belichick this week oh, yeah. or last week to ask him 
you know, what to do on the bye, you know, for division lead. Vrabel's been coaching for a few years now, but the, the Belichick yeah. uh, thinking has probably come, come into his head. So he probably called him and, and talked to him. So, I mean, if Vrabel wins this game, he's up three games in the division. Yes. Yeah, this off the bye week to have this spot. I mean, this is a three games on this. This this makes like it's yeah. a borderline clinch the division type game, right? For Tennessee, they're more rested. Um, you know, I and I, I didn't believe the Colts were they played on the they played at home against Jacksonville. Oh, they played at home last week, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I just uh, I, I'm gonna take Tennessee, no points here. I think this is gonna it is gonna be a close, tough division game. I think Tennessee's gonna pull it out. Derrick Henry's going to be a beast this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. A beast. It's going to go over, and it's going to be yeah. Tennessee on Tennessee money line. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem with Indianapolis, uh, not having backups, because, you know, you're going to have to load the box for getting your feet up. I just – these teams have the same record. I just can't see the Colts going. And how bad they've looked at spots this year, I just can't can't see them taking first place in this division. Yeah, they, they looked bad in the first half against Jacksonville. They did not look good. They had to yeah. come back and beat Jacksonville. So Houston you know. should have beat them, you know, and they ended up dying. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean the, the they played that last game against the Broncos. I mean they gave the Broncos them Broncos should have beat them just like the Indianapolis should only have one win so far this year, to be honest with you. Right. They should only have one win. So yeah. Yeah, totally agree. So it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Whenever we talk like this, it's gonna be a crazy game. So we differ- differentiate between bad luck or bad pick. I think this is gonna be one of those games where there's gonna be a lot of luck involved right from the get-go. Is that man gonna let him beat him four times in a row? You know, and he he's not just beating him four times in a row, he's targeting him during summer. They got private detectives showing up at practice, <laughs> you know. So this is a big game for Brable. That's why he's four in a row. And who's his mentor? Bill Belichick, who does the same thing. You think that shutout of Detroit was an accident? No. He, you know, he had his guys over there in Detroit giving Belichick information on that offense. Chad, Chad's point is huge. Yeah. Off a of bye week. Totally huge. Two weeks. Right. There. That, that almost makes me want to go. Ten- well, I am going to Tennessee. I'm going to bet Tennessee money line. Uh, Indianapolis plus three, maybe hopefully get it three and a half. But right now, yeah, that's the way I'm going to. Yeah, if I if I can get it, if I can get a three and a half, I'll play the middle. Right. Uh, but I would probably say off at three. I mean, I, Tennessee. I think I could see them winning by the field goal. Right. I mean, you get a push anyway. But I mean, it, it's tough. You know, it's going against that revenge game and that zigzag theory. Uh, right. But you know, sometimes you got to go the other way right. when the situation calls for it. Yeah, situational intelligence, real intelligence. Like the, we, that's the lesson we learned from Evalde, the police there. They like situational intelligence. So the consensus pick is Indianapolis plus three, three and a half, whatever we can get. Tennessee money line over forty-two. Uh, Green Bay Packers coming off a. Bad, 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 bad loss at, uh, on, on the road against uh, the criminal enterprise that is the commanders. Now, Jim Mercer got ahead of the game because he's like, oh, okay. It, it's published, right, that I was found 
with a pound of cocaine and 30,000 uh, oxys in my car and a hooker. He's the one to say they have enough evidence on, on Schneider, right? Because Schneider was stealing from the other owners. And Schneider says, hey, I can steal from the other owners because I have more on them than they have on me. It's a very interesting situation there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Washington is going to get the calls this week. Uh, Green Bay has a better team, better roster, coming off a couple of bad losses. I think they smell blood in the water. They'll cover this. And I'm going under because Joe Barry is, is knowing people, conned people into thinking that Green Bay might have a good defense. Uh, it doesn't seem like they have backups. They wilted in London. And last second half against uh, the Jets, they wilted. But Ron Rivera has destroyed the confidence of all his QBs, right? He, didn't, he, he starts Wentz or Henneke or whatever and then talks about how uh, bad uh, Carson Wentz is. And then he says that Schneider is the one who chose Wentz when Schneider is banned from mentioning football at all. So I don't know. I think, Rivera, to be honest, I think Rivera has CTE and he has dementia but he's still the head coach and nobody's figured it out because he's talking a lot of crazy nonsense. So you got to go, you know, corporate governance, like Jerry Jones said, so important in predicting outcomes. So since the corporate governance of the commanders is so flawed, Chicago beat them up and down the field. Chicago's four times inside the five yard line and only made like seven points. To be honest, they scored the second time. So if Chicago can do that, I think Green Bay can do better. So, like, give me Green Bay minus five and under the 41, which has been bet down since 43 and a half. Thank you, Jason, for that information. What are you guys thinking? We'll go uh, Scott and Chad. Green, Green Bay gave away the plan that they, they're doing this week. They're running the ball a lot with Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers said it. Matt LaFleur said it. It's going under because Green Bay is going to run the ball a ton this week. I think they're going to overcorrect what they haven't done in the last couple of weeks. Having said that, give me Green Bay minus the five under the 41 and a half. They can't lose three straight. They just can't do it. Yeah. And the run for us means under. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, Packers coming off a stinker um, to the Jets at home last week, playing a team as bad as Washington. You got to like them to bounce back here and cover the five points. So yeah, I love Green Bay minus the five and then, yeah, I mean, they've, they've told us the game plan. I mean, there's going to be a steady dose of the run. I mean, we saw what Washington did on Thursday night against the Bears. I mean, that's not an explosive offense um, yeah. by any means. So, yeah, I think this one will, will be a really slow-paced game, um, you know, kind of kind of similar to that Thursday night game. The Packers will be able to do enough to, to score late, you know, and, and cover this thing, um, you know, win this one by, I'd say, you know, 10 to 14 points. They should, they should win this game. So, like the Packers coming off a tough loss at home, bounce back. And yeah, I think this one is going to be a lot of running, slow tempo, and it's going to come under the 41 and a half. All right. So the consensus pick is your Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers minus five under 41.5. Uh, it's the first unanimous side and total this week. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when that happens, it means it's going to be a very, very, crazy chaotic 
week. Restart the podcast. But we got 43 weeks in a row profit. So we continue that. Even though it's crazy, we're Warren Buffett profit. The podcast always make money. And one thing that made me a lot of money through the years, but was 500 last year, which is break even. Uh, never bet blindly, right? And uh, Scott Chad are going to add on to my 10 rules of betting. They're going to add on to it. Diversify that document. Uh, but you never bet blindly, right? Number one rule of betting, never bet your own team. It's like betting your kids. Uh, a lot of people uh, relate to their dads through football, and they have a, a team that, they, you know, they go to Eagles games, they go to, you know, Lions games together, and every week they take their money and they bet blindly on their teams. Never do that because you want to make money. Number two is always do your research. So you almost bet this blindly. Double-digit dogs in a division game historically cover 80% of the time. Now, we got an extra week in there where, you know, division games count for two, but there's mitigating factors. And football has changed in the last 20 to 30 years. So what happened 40 years ago might not be applicable now, right? Past performance is not indicative of a future result. However, I noticed here, Sam Darnold, Southern California. We did the podcast with Max Brown. Sam Darnold is one of his best friends. He is now going to be on the sidelines or starting for your Carolina Panthers. Uh, Predicting this outcome, Tampa Bay's offensive line is young. They're not doing as well as they've done in the past. Uh, they got a better roster. And Todd Bills is trying to do his best in the read and go steady Freddy. But it bit him in the ass last week trying to go steady Freddy. A mediocre Steeler team beat him. But he's going to stick to his guns, play basic football. Uh, the easiest thing to teach young offensive linemen is run blocking. I see this game being 24-17, uh, 24-10, uh, going into the last three minutes of the game. Bucks are going to play deep zone. Sam Darnold will replace P.J. Walker in the second half and give us a backdoor cover so he can get another contract while being a mediocre quarterback on a bad team, but still stays in the league like Andy Dalton. Uh, with a backcourt, meaningless backdoor cover late for no reason after Tom Brady's already sleeping over there on the sidelines and the game probably has been over. I could definitely see this game being 24 nothing at halftime and Tampa Bay batting down the hatches. Okay, that's it. We're not showing any more of our offense. And Sam Darnold coming off the bench, scoring one touchdown in the first half and scoring one touchdown in the second half to lose but not cover 11 points. Under So I predict this game is going to be 24-14 Tampa Bay, right? Under the 40 points, Carolina plus 11. We'll go Scott and Chad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That Tampa Bay offensive line. And Steve Wilkes, he's running his mouth a lot. What is he, a defensive coordinator? So I don't think Tampa Bay can show what they can do with Godwin and Evans and Cam Great coming off protocol. Tom Brady is not old, he's old, but 
that has not got him. This this stuff outside of football has got him. Right. And it's sh- it's showing in his play. He's not playing really well, and the offensive line is not playing very well. So Brady is forced to dump these balls off to Leonard Fournette right. and to hit Chris Godwin. He doesn't have time to throw to Evans deep, as you saw against Pittsburgh. I usually would take Tampa Bay in this spot, but I'm going to agree with you, Josh. I think Carolina is going to cover the spread. I think they're going to lose by 10. I think they're going to cover. I think all Brady cares about right now is just getting in, getting a win, and getting out. Right. I don't yep. think he's looking to bury teams like he used to with the Patriots. I don't think he's looking to uh, embarrass teams like, like Belichick and him did in the past. So give me Carolina and give me the under. I just don't think Tampa Bay can put a big number up against Carolina. I think this could be I, an Atlanta type of game. Right. 20, 21 to, to 13, 21 to 14, something like that. So, and, and I'll give you a specific example. What do you think, Chad? Because you're actually the real football player here. I've watched football, talked to football players, interviewed football players, watched a lot of football, but you've actually been on the field. This is what I think, Chad. To get the ball deep to Evans, you roll Brady out. They won't show this in this game because they can beat Carolina without doing that. So they don't want to show a playoff opponent or, you know, salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. They don't want to show a real opponent how they would do that, right? They're going to pull the guard. They're going to do this. They don't want to show that. So they're just going to stick to the script and beat them, not cover and keep this game under. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you guys here. I I just – I, I think everyone listening, hold off. I think this line is going to get to 13, 14. I agree. Um, I think I agree. people are going to bet this line up really high. Wait right before kickoff. Bet that Panthers balloon line, however high it gets. If it stays at 11, I would still take it there. But I just I think you're going to get more points by holding off. Um, so, yeah, give me that Carolina balloon line. And, yeah, this game's going under the 40 and a half. Tampa Bay defense is – it's been a great defense this year. That Carolina offense, they don't know what, what's going on. They got their receivers cussing out their receiver coach. Um, you know, so I, I just – I don't think they're going to put up much of an offensive, you know, uh, performance here against this Tampa Bay defense. And, yeah, I think Tampa Bay is looking to run the ball. Young O-line, let's get them run blocking. Man, they are cool getting out of here with a three-point win, seven-point win. Um, you know, that's, that's their MO right now. That's what they've shown us all year. So – Got to like the under with that mentality they've shown us all year. And, yeah, I think uh, you got to go with the double-digit dog here in the division at home also. And it's going to balloon up more than that. So I'm with you guys. Carolina plus the 11 or balloon line and under the 40 and a half. Yeah, and Chuck both wants to put it on the defense. He thinks he could shut teams down. So in September, when I was in Vegas, the Tampa Bay over-under win line was 11 and a half. I knew as soon as Arian stepped away and Bowles was the head coach, they weren't getting to 11 and a half wins. I just don't like Bowles as a head coach, number one. And number two, I personally thought that Brady's offensive line was going to was gonna leak and get him hurt or get him hit a lot this year. So I put 100 bucks on Tampa Bay's under 11 and a half wins, and that's looking really good right now because they're three and three right now. So Three and two, but two and oh in the division, right? Two and oh in the division. They got, that division's so terrible. They got they could probably go six and zero in the division. So yeah, yeah, 
No, 100%. 100%. So, consensus pick is wait till Sunday. We'll do the live stream podcast, tell you where that, the number's at 30 minutes before halftime, uh, before game time. Uh, Carolina over the key number of 10, double digit jogging in the division, under 40.5, because Todd Bolts wants to put it on the defense unless he has to get into a shootout in the playoffs. But before the playoffs, he's going to put it on his defense. He does have a good defense with Levante David and Vita Bea and Carlton Davis on the back end, as long as they stay healthy. And uh, Jason Light, right? Jason Light worked for Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. So he knows how to build a roster. He knows how to build depth. Uh, and he likes that steady Freddy style, right? Which for us means money betting unders and betting the dogs to cover uh, especially double-digit uh, numbers, over-key over key numbers. Uh, a game that if you're paying the $9.99 for an NFL extra a month, you get to record the games and see them later. Um, if you're having trouble sleeping, go ahead and record this game. Usually I say in the middle of the second quarter you're asleep. I think this game you'll probably be asleep in the middle of the first quarter. Uh, the New York Giants going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's minus three Jacksonville. Jacksonville should not be minus three against any team, including uh, modern day, which is the best high school team here. The best high school team in Massachusetts, you wouldn't take Jacksonville plus any points. Trevor Lawrence still looks like a high school quarterback. He couldn't win a playoff game. He could only beat bad ACT teams who didn't care about defense. Uh, so I see the Giants coming up to a big lead and just holding late because Brian Dable, coaching the ACC, coaching the South, he knows about that heat. So he wants to get a lead and give me Jacksonville in the second half line. I think this game is going to be like 17 nothing at halftime. Jacksonville will come back and score like 10 points or 13 points and lose 17-13 to the Giants. So give me the Giants plus four, under 42. We'll go Chad and Scott this time. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm with you here. This game, um, I think that, you know, the Giants have really been the better team this year. I think getting three points, I mean, the wrong team's favorite here. Um, you know, the – the Giants have just been coming up with big one after big win. You know, they've, they've, they've been proving us wrong every week. So, you know, I think this is going to be a close game. Very, very close game. I like, I like, uh, you know, the, I, I'm seeing a three. I don't know if I would buy it up to the four. I'd probably get three and a half. Um, I, I like the Giants here to be able to stay within a field goal. And then, I yeah, I mean, I, they bet so much about a thousand dollars a game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'll, buy the, I'll definitely buy the half point for sure. Up three and a half. Um, get the Giants plus three and a half. And yeah, under 42, I, I mean, I think that's that's a good pick. I like that. I mean, I think the Giants, you know, you're, you're going to see a steady dose of, of running the ball. You know, the Giants defense has, you know, been stepping up. They, they you know, they've, they've been playing some some lower scoring games. Um, they, they've been playing some some ground and pound style games. And I mean, you got to expect a steady dose of Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's really been a huge difference maker for the Giants this year. Um, you know, so they're, you know, going to keep the ball on the ground with him. I mean, they shoot. They got Daniel Jones running it five times a game as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a you know a low low scoring game, low tempo game, and and um, you know you got like the the dog in a low scoring game, especially you know that, that probably should 
should be favored here. So um, I'm with you. I like that. Giants plus the three and a half and, and, and under the 42. Right. And, and so it's bad in Florida when the humidity is higher than the degrees. So it's going to be 81 degrees. Uh, and it's going to be 81 degrees in, in the second half and 83% humidity, Scott. What do you think? So that's why I like Jacksonville. I'm more used to that weather in the second half. What do you think, Scott? Again, if you're a better, look at the Giants' trends this year. They run the ball a ton. They The coaching staff knows who their best player is, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Give him the ball. They're now running a Wildcat with Saquon Barkley as the quarterback in the Wildcat. <laughs> it tells you all you need to know about these Giants. They're 5-1. and one. They're, Whether they're fraud 5-1 and one or a good 5-1, doesn't matter. They're 5-1. and one. They're 5-1. Yeah. They're going to go down to Jacksonville. They're going to win the game. I agree with you, Josh. The wrong team is favored. I love the Jacksonville second half line because I think the Giants are going to get up to a 17 nothing lead. And then right, they're just right. going to do a Philadelphia Eagles thing and sit on it and run yeah, and yeah. run and run. So give me the Giants. Yeah, the, the wrong team is favored. Give me the Giants. Give me the under. And give me the Jaguars second half line. All right. So consensus pick. New York Giants plus three and a half. Under 42.5. Love betting against analytics team, even though I picked one, but I'm picking one after picking against them in a situation where they're a double-digit dog, in a situation where they should do really well as they're batting down the hashes with an interim coach, defensive guy, well. But uh, analytics is not working football. Uh, I'll make sure that's in the top 10 rules of betting so people can see the inside of why analytics isn't working football. But uh, Harbaugh coming off a bad loss. Uh, you know, Lamar coming off a bad performance against uh, somewhat talented but chaotic uh, Cleveland Clown football team with a criminal owner who's shaking in his boots, Haslam, because Haslam has uh, committed a lot of crimes. He's just rich. And can get away with it, but now they're kicking owners out. So it's a kick Schneider out. Haslam is on his way out. Uh, you know, he committed crimes. He's not going to get because selective prosecution, the FBI is not going to arrest him. But, uh, you know, some people might take his franchise from him because he did very, we, Scott and I did a very, you guys will think of, we're prophets if you listen to that podcast, NFL Corruption Podcast. We talked about Jimmy Haslam yeah. and how, you know, he basically committed, uh, you know, best conflict of interest, uh, at worst fraud, right? With Sean Watson and him having the same lawyer, they got him out of some shady situations, paying off judges. I say that because they're going to be limping into uh, Baltimore, Jim Harbaugh, the Jim Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh uh, football mafia family. And I call him a mafia family because he only hire people within each other. And you really do have to kiss the Harbaugh ring to be part of that uh, situation. So I like them. I rarely like Harbaugh with the points. But in this situation, where you got, you know, Miles Garrett, the best player, uh, running his portion to a tree, getting himself hurt. You have uh, Stefanoski, whatever his name, never should have been an NFL coach. And then you have Callahan. He just does what he wants, but a good running game. Uh, so that's why 
the total is really low 36. That's why I'm going over 36. I think 35, you got to look at things go over because the average score of an NFL game historically is 45 points at 30. I got it at 45 and a half. Is it 45 and a half? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I got, I'm going, I'm going under 45 and a half. Yeah. All right. So at 45 and a half, I would say that I want to see what, where I got that. I wonder if the, the book I got that at made a mistake. If you, if you get a 36, you got to take the over on it and under the 45 and a half. That's what I bet earlier. So all the things on there I already bet. Um, so, Man, I'm gonna look at that again. Make sure I looked at it. Yeah, checked it is 40 up, 45 and a half verified. Yeah. So in that case, I would take the under 45 and a half. Uh, but still like the Ravens minus six. Scott and Chad. Yeah, I, you know, I think last week's loss to the Giants, I think basically set this game up. Include and then and then the analytics uh, teams never do well, but I think with Baltimore losing that game to the Giants last week, I yeah. think you're going to see a mad team come into Cleveland, and you're going and you're going to see Baltimore win the game by ten points. I think right. they're just going to run and run and run, and then they're going to throw to Mike Andrews right. um, in the red zone. So give me Baltimore minus the six and a half, and give me the under forty five and a half. Right, and, and I guess Jacoby Brissett, it's almost like a lame duck. You know, like when the president wins the second term, he can't run again. So they call him a lame duck president. You got a lame duck quarterback with the Charles Watson taking his spot in a couple of weeks, like a few weeks. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you guys. Man, Baltimore coming off a tough loss out there against the Giants. Um, you know, they're going to bounce back here. They're back at home in a division game. Yeah, like you said, you know, we don't, Harbaugh is not a guy stylistically that does good as a heavy favorite, um, you know, awesome as a dog. Right. But, you know, I think the Browns are just banged up here and just not a good football team. Um, and I think that, you know, they'll they'll be able to handle business here in the division. Um, this is, a, you know, it's worth two. This can right their wrong from that tough loss last week. Um, you know, they need this game. This is a huge game for them um, just for their course and the trajectory of this season. So I think they'll be able to win this game by a touchdown and cover this spread. And then, yeah, I mean, I just I, I think, you know, you're going to see a steady dose of running in this one as well. I mean, the Browns, you know, you're going to see a steady dose of Nick Chubb, um, and uh, you know, just I just think that this this is going to be a tough fought division game, and uh, it's you know, Baltimore will be able to pull it out. You know, you're looking at a, you know, like a, a 24 to, to 17 type game here. Baltimore is going to win it, so I, I like the under 45 and a half. I like Baltimore minus the six. I'm with you guys. Uh, 24-17 seems right. Or you know, 31-17 would not be good. <laughs> but uh, 31-10 would be. Uh, so we got consensus pick Baltimore minus six and a half, under 45 and a half. Uh, next game is kind of a similar situation where the Broncos need to win. It's after game six, so no more hiding plays, Mr. Hackett. Let's see what you got, right? When you read the Denver Post, which I do to get a handle on, the Denver Broncos and get a handle on your Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, they're already calling. They're saying, hey, Elaine Kiffin should be done here, right? Another nepotism, right? Some people hate nepotism, where you just hire people because they're the son of somebody else, right? So Hackett, same thing as Lame Kiffin, his dad, Monty Kiffin. He got fired after, uh, what, six, seven games with the Raiders, first year. They're saying, 
Nathaniel Hackett should be fired because he's crazy, right? He, he's made crazy moves to, to lose a lot of games, but they're getting good medicine. The Jets, the Jets uh, have been winning with smoke and mirrors and with attitude and with Robert Sly saying that he has receipts and that he's going to get, quote, unquote, get reporters and everyone who's downing the Jets, right? They've been winning with that, but that only lasts so long. Uh, and man, uh, listening to Denver Broncos radio last Monday night, uh, hearing all the defensive players coaching, they get, you know, the girls on the sidelines, uh, you know, interviewing Deutsch, who's the, the tight end for them. You can hear the players cursing and wanting to fight people on the offense for losing that game. And Denver has a great defense. So they're going to shut the Jets down. Uh, so I like the Broncos on the money line under 38 based on the situation of this and the fact that that defense and those are some angry, nasty dudes um, are basically threatening Hackett, everybody on the offense to do their job. So they're going to be ready to go. Give me the Broncos on the money line. Do not trust them with any kind of points. I don't think they're even getting points. Under 38, and remember, uh, in Denver, it's the highest winning percentage in the altitude. Uh, give me the Denver Broncos. Give me the Denver Broncos second half line. Because I think the Jets have been weathering anyway with their defense, the mediocre defense in the second half, in altitude against an angry team who can run the ball. Uh, no wear out. So give me the Denver Broncos on the Monday night or under 38. What do you think, Scott? Well, I have a, I have a friend I talked to. Once, once or twice a week that lives in Denver and is a Denver Broncos season ticket holder. Oh, wow. And what you say is completely accurate. That fan base is beside itself right oh. now. They are regretting the Russell Wilson trade. Right. They, they see that he's breaking down. He's, he's getting older. The contract is not worth what he's doing right now. Yeah. Not by far. He's got a hamstring injury now to go with the shoulder injury. Having said those things, Denver is home. They have to win this game. They cannot lose this game. They will win this game, and it will go under. It's going to be like a 17-10 to type of game. I think both defenses are pretty good. Denver is just a little bit better on defense. And I think Russell Wilson is is going to uh, turn back into the Russell Wilson of old in this game. So give me give me Denver. And give me the under 38. Yep. I'm with you guys too. I was actually talking this game at, at work with my uh my coworkers. I, I was like, well, let me guess the line. I, I guessed uh minus one. And when I looked, it was a pick them, and now it's at minus one. But I definitely think you gotta like you gotta like Denver here on the money line against the Jets, man. They got they gotta get a win at home. Um, you know, they have the highest winning, one of the highest winning percentages at, at home at their at their home stadium in any NFL franchise. Got to like them here. Return to the mean um, to handle this, get this win. And I mean, they're five and one to the under, man. Don't overthink it. Let it ride. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and these are new owners too, so they are putting huge pressure on the GM and the head coach. Right. So they've got to come through in this situation. Josh, you said you're taking the Denver, the Denver second half line. Yes. What's your thinking on that? The 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 Jets defense. They got new guys in there, but they don't have depth. And they've been giving up a lot of points in the second half line. They're going to be in altitude, and Denver has to run the ball, pound on them, right? Where yeah. now? So, uh, 
Yeah. Me, the Denver Broncos on that second half line. Melvin Gordon running up, running up and down the field on them. Are you are you throwing the caveat in the second half line if Denver is up by say ten to fourteen points that you might back off of that? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. It's always situational. It's always situational. Uh, but I really do see the Jets being shut down in this situation. Yeah. I think second half lines always got to be situational. You can never take a second half yeah. line blindly. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Never you know. do it blindly. You know. Agreed. Trust and verify. All right. But I like that. I like I like the Broncos under 35 and a half. Uh, Houston going to Vegas. I think this is a coaching mismatch, right? Corporate governance. We use business and financial concepts. In that word again, nepotism, right? McDaniels has a below. Remember, Billy saying, "You are where your record says you are," right? So, mm-hmm. nepotism, right? McDaniel's got the job as the offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots because his dad is very good friends with Bill Belichick. Nepotism. He has a below 500 record as a head coach. Yeah. Lovey Smith, on the other hand, has done more with less. He made a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman yeah. as your starting quarterback. Uh, he's coming off a of bye week. Both teams are. Both teams are, yep. but for him, it's more important because uh, his defense needed rest because they've been on the field all this all year. Yeah. So I like Lovey Smith to outcoach McDaniels. And he's, Lovey Smith's getting help, right? Derek Carr's not really that good. Uh, roll coverage to the Elante Adams. Uh, pound your tight end, Waller at the line, right? And be physical with him, okay? And so... It, when you run the defense, you say, okay, what are you going to give up, right? So I'm not going to give you uh, Devontae Adams, and I'm not going to give you Waller. You're going to have to beat me with Hunter Renfro. Let Hunter Renfro beat me, Lovey Smith says. So I don't know if they're going to win, but because of those reasons, I like Texans plus the eight under 46. What do you think, Scott? I'm with you. I'm with you. Lovey Smith came out yesterday. And said we got to get Damian Pierce twenty at least twenty carries. Right. That that gives you the, the Texans game plan this week. They want to run the ball and play defense. The Raiders have not impressed me at all. They've not shown me anything. I was off on Derek Carr. Um, you know, I thought he would be better than he is. He's not. Yeah. Having said that, give me Houston plus the eight under the forty-five and a half. It's going to be a low-scoring game, I think. So. Yep, I, I'm with you guys, man. I. I think Houston is a tough team as a dog here. Um, you know, the Raiders have been a struggling team. Lovey Smith's got that defense playing. I, I definitely think we're going to see this one, uh, the, you know, Texans plus that seven and a half plus eight um, over that key number. Love it. And then, I mean, also the 45 and a half, we're over a key number at 45. I think this game's going to stay under for sure. I think that Texans defense is going to be playing very well. We're going to see a steady dose of, of that run. So I'm with you guys. So when you look at both teams, who's the best player on both teams? Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, right. Damian Pierce for the Texans. What position do they play? Right. Running back. There you go. That's the game plan. Run the ball, both teams. 100%. So we got Houston Texans plus seven and a half. Under 45.5 is your consensus pick. Love that pick. And uh, Chad's 
coworkers, if you're making money from our picks, are you making money from Chad's picks? Go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast provider as it helps grow the podcast. And we'll share the wealth. All right. Your Seattle Seahawks. And what Scott coined, if you live in the past, you die in the past. The Pete Carroll rule. Uh, actually, I like the under 40, 52 and a half because the Chargers need to protect the defense. The defense is depleted. Uh, kind of a coaching mismatch. And Pete Carroll, I think, is undefeated against the spread coming off a of bye. So I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, plus six points. Uh, they like to get after the quarterback. Uh, they have a horrible defense, but Carroll's going to scheme him up. And they're going to hit uh, Herbert a few times with his hurt ribs, even though he has a flat jacket on. I think he's, they're going to make him uncomfortable. And Keenan Allen is hurt. So even if he plays, he's hurt. And Mike Williams cannot carry the load by himself. He'll probably be double covered and beat up. So give me Seattle. And Hall of Fame coach Pete Carroll, who's won uh, three straight national titles at USC, won a Super Bowl, been to another Super Bowl, where he loses to Bill Belichick. Uh, with time to prepare. Give no, they're, not on a, they're not on a bye week, Josh. They're off a of bye week, aren't they? No, they, they played Arizona last week. No, they played Arizona last week. Oh, okay. All right. But the Chargers are on a short week. They played Monday night. They played Monday night. Okay. So, what's wrong with that? Houston was off a of bye week. But still give me Seattle plus six, under 52 and a half. Their defense played a lot better against Arizona. And I, I, I really think it's more uh, Herbert being hurt. And San Diego not having any backups, and San Diego uh, having a very beat up offensive line. And one guy that they put on the offensive line for the charge, he does not look like he should be in the NFL. You know, when Anna comes up and says, Oh, those offensive linemen are fat, I'm like, No, but they're, uh, you know, they're in shape. It's just the position they play, they, you know. But this guy was actually fat for the Chargers, and he didn't look in good shape, and, and Denver was tearing him up. So give me Seattle plus six, under 52 and a half. We'll go Scott and Chad. Seattle's tied for first place in their division. They right. could win this. They could win this division. Are they really? Yeah. They are. The Rams are three and three. San Francisco's three and three. Wow. They're, they're all three top dead locked. Yep. Two and four. They could win this division because the Rams are going through tons of turmoil bang and and are banged up right. san francisco's injured all over the place so you don't know what you're going to get from them arizona is is a dumpster fire right now so i'm going to take seattle to win this game outright i'm going to take them on the money line Ooh, i'm going to take the plus six i'm going to take seattle on the money line and I'm going to take the under 51. That's way too many points for this game. Plus two. <laughs> yeah, I think Pete Carroll has this team where he wants this team right now. And I, I think 
they're playing some good football right now. So um, they shut down an Arizona team that um, has been in the high teens, early 20s, and they only put nine points up last week. So three field goals. So give me Seattle on the money line. Give me the under 50, 52 and a half, 50. I think it's going to go down a little bit. Yeah, it was because um, it's already trending down. We uh, lined over it's at 51. So yeah. it didn't hit 50. Probably going to see about one minus 140 right now. It's going to be probably 48 when we come to the to the cha- line change on Sunday. So, so if you're going to, yeah, bet that now. Yep. So give me, again, Seattle on the money line. Seattle with the points under the 51. You convinced me on the Seattle money line. I'm going to go Seattle money line too. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put a, a full unit on I'm going to sprinkle a little bit. Right, right. But, yep. but I, yeah. I, I think the Chargers have not played well. And I, and I think – Denver should have beat them. Denver had them beat. Right? Yes. Yeah, they did. If Russell Wilson had played Russell Wilson for one drive, they would have won the game. So. 100%. 100 What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I am – I'm with you guys here. I like that. Seattle plus six and a half, too many points. They could easily win this game. Under 50 – I don't even know why this one is 51. Um, that seems really, really high, even at 51. I mean, 52 right. and a half. I like that. Um, and, yeah, I've sprinkled them. I'm taking a third of my unit and sprinkling <laughs> on that on that money line all day. I like that a lot. But, you, you know, know over, over, over doubling your money with that. In theory, it's a coaching mismatch. You got a guy who's won three national titles, been to two Super Bowls. Even if Staley can coach, he's just doing too many jobs. He's doing 16 jobs. You see him out there calling plays. He has a thing. He's the head coach. You know, assistant trainer. He's doing too many jobs. And uh, as the president, as the head of scouting, as the head coach, defensive coordinator, defensive play caller for Seattle, uh, Carroll has more experience doing that. So corporate governance, again, Seattle, plus six and a half, money line, under 51. All right. Uh, There's another Andy Reid Bowl. Shanahan, his dad, more nepotism, right? His dad, uh, what was his dad's name, Scott? Uh, Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan. <laughs> Won two Super Bowls with your Denver Broncos. And then Shanahan, the son, parlayed that into an internship on the staff of Andy Reid. Then he was with John Gruden at the same time that Zay was there. Uh, at the same time, uh, Gruden's brother was there. At the same time, Gus Bradley was there. Raheem Morris. We could go on and on and on. So both teams are playing each other. Uh, San Francisco coming off a bad loss on the road after being two weeks on the road, living in hotels. Uh, that San Francisco defense wasn't the same defense because of the short rotations. Uh, Lynch is going to save. It's bigger rotations where, you know, a starter usually has plays 40 snaps, only played 20 snaps last week. And that's why Atlanta was able to score 28 points. As a result of that, those guys are going to be fresh for Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, even though uh, Shanahan is not a Mormon, he takes pride in mentoring guys. And Shanahan himself went to a Super Bowl with Atlanta, when Belichick stole his backpack, remember Scott? When Belichick stole his backpack with all the plays, knew what to do in the second half. Uh, and then he went to another Super Bowl where the impulsivity of Garoppolo, who loves prostitutes in public, 
threw that pick, right, to miss the Super Bowl for Shanahan, or else he would have a Super Bowl ring against Andy Reid. So in a way, this is a revenge game for that Super Bowl. They all have long memories. So give me the San Francisco 49ers plus three points. Give me plus three points with Andy Reid. And Andy Reid only cares about division games and home games, usually, even though that didn't work against Tampa Bay. So give me, uh, but you know, another mentor has, right? On the road, he gets a mentor, but this is a mentor that he's fond of. He hates Bulls for getting the better of him in the Super Bowl. But he likes Shanahan because he beat him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so give me uh, Shanahan and give me uh, Lynch, right? Uh, plus three, under 49 and a half as San Francisco is going to run the ball a lot. That's the only way they can win. And cut the game in half, keeping Mahomes on the sidelines. We'll go, Scott and Chad. I root you on the under. It's way, way too many points. Way too many points. San Francisco wants to go 14 against an Atlanta defense that, that hasn't stopped many people. So give me the under. That's the easy call. I was going to go Kansas City, but I'm going to switch to San Francisco based on the revenge factor of the Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago, when Kansas City won that game. Um, so give me San Francisco plus – plus the three points, and give me the under 40, 48 and a half. Right. No, 100% agree. And Kansas City only road loss this year was against a protege of his, Frank Reich, over there in the offensive Monday, protege of his, Frank Reich, in, in uh, Indianapolis. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you guys, man. You, you got to like, uh, you know, San Francisco coming off a loss as a home dog here. Um, you know, with that defense, the way it's been playing, you got to think it's going to be a low-scoring, you know, tight game. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I, I, I think this one – I'm going to buy this one up to three-and-a-half for San Francisco. I'm going to buy the under up to 49, and I'm, I'm going San Francisco plus three-and-a-half under 49. All right. So, the consensus is the San Francisco 49ers plus three under 49. Uh, Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Miami Dolphins. And we're seeing the scenario here. Well, part of it is math, right? Half of this is knowing the players and who's the better players, who the better coaches are. 50% of it is math. Uh, Miami coming off three losses in a row. Going against a bad Pittsburgh Steelers team with a bad defense. Pittsburgh does not know who their quarterback is. Teddy Bridgewater did okay. But so, Hot Throne Effect podcast, we kind of advised that the reason Miami lost was because Waddle fumbled the football twice in the red zone in the second half. If he doesn't do that, they most likely win that game. Pittsburgh is not a very, very good football team. Uh, Mr. Risky is not a good quarterback. Uh, the coming there, from Pittsburgh, and let me look at the weather in Miami. The weather in Miami is going to be nasty. It's hard for a professional football team, no matter how good or bad they are, to lose four games in a row. These are professionals. Patty Rick Broder, almost a decade in the league. Guys like Waddle on that team. 
Uh, I like Moser, Moser too over there for the Dolphins. And Josh Boiler uh, is a premier defensive coordinator. He knows how to do more with less. And Pittsburgh sucks. So give me Miami Dolphins. And it's the seven. <laughs> Under 45. What do you think? We'll go Chad and Scott. Yeah, I mean, give me Miami minus seven. I, Pittsburgh sucks, man. I, I agree. I mean, Trub- or Trubisky's back in there now, right? Pickett's knocked out. Well, I think it will, right will play if he's cleared the concussion program. Yeah, and I don't like a rookie that just got his bell rung out there. He's going to be starstruck and happy feet. And I mean, it's just – you just got a hit like that. You're going you're gonna to have that in the back of your mind. So, yeah, you got you got like Miami minus seven here. And I mean, yeah, the, the, the way that, you know, the Dolphins have been playing, you know, banged up. It's, so, two is projected to come back this week. He is playing. He is practicing this week. Yeah. So, you know, Tua coming back, you got to like the Dolphins to cover the seven. And I mean, yeah, I just think the way the style that uh, Miami's been playing the last few weeks and and Pittsburgh is going to be more a a methodical um, type game. And I just can't. I mean, what is Pittsburgh's team total under in this one? Uh, I can check that out. I can check it out. Yeah. And I'll get a return to the main two on the second half line. Pittsburgh, it, you know, they get, their defense is going to be on the field all first half. Uh, they're going to be done in the second. It's going to be in the second half projected, which would be like 9 p.m. in Miami. It's going to be 82 to 73% humidity. And Tomlin being old school with those big, fat offensive linemen. Even the offensive line can get worn down too, right, Chad? The big, oh, yeah. fat, the offensive line in the heat, humidity, they'll get yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, 19 and a half, under 19 and a half is minus 120. Yeah, there's no way they're scoring uh, 20 points. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, I think the uh, – yeah, give me uh, Miami minus seven, under 45, Pittsburgh team total, under 19 and a half. Right. Yeah, and uh, the reason Trubinski got benched was because he was cursing out a wide receiver at halftime for running the wrong route. And Thomas said, I'm the one who just is going to play the Shut your mouth. Sit your ass down. So I don't know how comfortable Trubinsky feels out there. What do you think, Scott? So there's a lot of stuff in play outside this game. Right. Brian Flores coming back to Miami, number one. Steven Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is reinstated for this game specifically because Flores got him suspended, number two. Right. Number three, the 1972 undefeated Dolphins will be honored before the game, number three. <laughs> A lot of stuff going on outside the game. Miami's going to win this game by 10 points. Pittsburgh had their Super Bowl last week when they beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Right. So give me Miami. And give me the under. I think two with two and Tyreek are going to go off this week and, and air it out completely. So that's my pick. Yeah, in, in truth is stranger to fiction, right? Uh, the the GM for Miami died after eating food in a press box. Died dead. D E. Nobody's done an autopsy. We don't know the cause of death. Stephen Ross is a criminal. That's why he was suspended. Most of us would be in jail. He gets suspended. If I am Brian Flores, bring your own food. Don't even fit in the stadium. 
<laughs> they need locker room food or whatever, dude. To be honest, uh, go ahead, Chad. <laughs> you know, I already, I, yeah, we're, oh, I'm good. Got, you already put out, yeah. We're, we're on the, the last the last game here. The Monday night Chicago Bears, New England Patriots. Right. Uh, again, if you have trouble sleeping, go ahead and report this game. You will sleep uh, after you see uh, Justin Fields throw another incompletion. Uh, Bill Belichick has never uh, lost. And to be honest, Scott can check me on this. I don't know if he's ever not covered against a young or stupid quarterback, right? He, he did not cover against Houston last year. Oh, yeah, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Yep. Davis Mills. That's better than his cap. But he still lost the game. He just didn't cover. Yes. Yeah. No way. I mean, Chicago is horrible. Uh, they're worse than the Steelers' offense. They don't even have confidence in the quarterback to throw the ball or to read defenses to do anything. Now they're going against a Hall of Fame defensive coordinator who won a deep, Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator and has won eight Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls, eight total as a defensive coordinator slash head coach. Now he's the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach as well. So uh, give me the Patriots plus eight under 40, Scott and Chad. So Patriots are minus nine, Josh, or minus eight. Minus eight. Minus eight, minus eight. So two weeks ago, Detroit came in to Foxborough as the number one offense and scored zero points. Okay. Patriots went to Cleveland last week and buried the analytics-driven Cleveland Browns. Belichick on Monday night against the Chicago team that last played last Thursday and could not beat the Washington Commanders and outplayed them completely and only right. scored seven points. Right. I would venture a guess and say this could be another shutout for the Patriots really? on a primetime Monday night game. Right. Bailey Zappi has been better than expected and now there's a, a little bit of a car- controversy up here between right. mac jones and him so give me the patriots give me the under because i think the patriots are doing all the scoring and chicago's doing almost no scoring yeah chicago's team total is 14 and a half yeah i, I might go even under that's a low number but i might even go under on that as well right i, I don't see chicago doing anything on offense against the patriots no they don't trust fields they have they're now going to a hot and hand approach at running back that gives me well, no it doesn't matter if you have such a you know shitty offensive line like they have and you have a guy who's never been an offensive line coach now suddenly he's the head coach defensive coordinator his whole life now saying that he's a offensive line coach never coached yep. offensive line ever in his life so i mean hot hand well give me uh some to some linemen offensive linemen <laughs> All right. Right. And against Belichick, who's, you know, probably knows more about stopping the running game than everybody else. So you can see like zero yards rushing, right? The rest is possible. Under on the Bears. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys here. Um, I I think New England minus nine here. I think it's going to kind of be similar to that, that Detroit game. Um, and yeah, I just. It's got to come under the 40. Um, just 
the way that the, these teams play. I mean, just the, what the Bears did against Washington on that last Thursday night game. Um, you know what what Bill Belichick has done historically to young quarterbacks. Um, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I like uh, I like New England minus the nine. I like the under forty. Um, may take a peek at that Chicago under the fourteen and a half. I mean, they they could have a real real tough going here offensively. So I'm with you guys on the on the the side and the total. I like New England minus nine and under the forty. Nice, nice. That's a consensus pick. Uh, New England, um, minus eight, under 39. And bet the under on uh, me being able to be awake by the end of the game. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely will probably be under. So final thoughts, man. We, last week, we were 23-11, 67.6%. Uh, we want to get up our goals. We're going to be, uh, as Scott said, our goals, right? Up to 73% average for the whole uh, rest of the year. Final, final thoughts, guys. Yeah, I, I think this is a good slate for us this week. I think there's a lot of stuff that's sitting there for betters to, to take into full advantage of in terms of over-unders inside, so. Um, you just got to pick, you just got to do the research and know which one it's staring you in the face. So. Okay. And, and what do you think, Chad? Uh, did Georgia State cover for us tonight? Nah, we missed them both, man. The total came in at 59. We had over 59 and a half. Ugh. Yeah. Was, Georgia State got out to a 14 to zero lead too, man, at plus 10. Right. And then just gave up 50 unanswered. Oh, well, not oh 50, but third, four. I, don't know, I think the final was 42 to 17, came in at 59. Oh. I might, I might have bought the point, so I might, I might have pushed that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be beautiful if you did. All right, so, uh, reason why you bought the point, final thoughts, Chad. Man, no, just. You know, we've been consistently good and been profitable every week, man. We've created a, a business for ourselves here. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to keep it going. You know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's just, it's very, very nice to see, man, those, those positive uh, percentages and records every week. It, uh, you know, really helps the confidence and helps you, um, you know, you know, get, you know, get going. It's, it's a tough process, man. We've been grinding for, you know, the last two years at this stuff and, um, uh, it's just nice to see, you know, your hard work pay off and, and, and you know, monetize that hard work in the bankroll. So I'm ready for another good week. 100%, 100%. And you don't have to give Action Sports $1,000 for information on how to pick games or any picks. You can get your picks from us. College, too, right? We're 80% Pac-12 the last two weeks. Uh, we're proud of that. And it's not – you know, philanthropy or religion is business. When you give one, you get 10 back, right? That's why people give free samples, right? Even they say free bets, but it's not free bets. They, they take, uh, when you lose, they take it off your principal and don't take it off this fake bonus you get out there. <laughs> so we help you mitigate all that. We give you a lot of uh, business and financial education, sports betting education, because Winston Churchill said, and he was right, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC 
Sports Betting Podcast Network. That's why this sport don't cost $800, and that goes $200. And I don't know what that costs, I'd be ashamed to work. That's why I'm worth the shoes.